0: Hey guys, it's the Duke. I am A number one. You didn't play my call the last time, so you better play this one, or I'm gonna go over to that pussy town of San Francisco or Los Angeles. I really don't keep up with it that often, but I'll find you, and I'll rip off your head and shit down your neck. 10, nine,
1: Eight, seven, six, five, four,
2: three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for anti-social commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. <laughs> get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance
1: Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boob.
2: We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Webb. Well.
0: <laughs>
2: Dude, the fans have been missing that sweet siren sound of the slide whistle for, I don't know, months now. Months. So have I. I've been missing having it in my mouth. <laughs> you, you know that that was the. <laughs> I bet you did. Um, you know that that was the biggest news in the webosphere this past week is the uh, the news that you found, you finally found your slide whistle. And uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you saw on uh, Facebook or, or or the Twitters, I posted um or posted that you found your slide whistle, and then I, I, I asked I asked the people where do you suppose it was hiding all these months. And did you see? No, wait. Those? This was
1: on. This was on Facebook or TMZ.
2: Um, it was making the rounds. It's on Gawker, TMZ, Us Weekly is where I came across the headline that you actually found the slide whistle.
1: So good I just read Good Morning retweeted. America. Good Morning America called me, but fuck
2: those guys. Yeah, but Kathleen, they wanted
1: to do an interview, but they weren't going to pay me, and I was like, I only do shit for Skrizzle, man.
2: Well, it was pretty big news. I mean, I think it kind of eclipsed like Rick Perry entering into the uh, presidential race and Michelle Bachman uh, winning Rick the Iowa who? caucus. Yeah, I mean, Rick no one who? really cared. because he have I, a slide whistle? Yeah, when I first came across that headline, I was like, wow, nothing really else matters because Wackily no. has now found the slide whistle. It's back. I would
1: probably let Michelle Bachman blow on my slide whistle if she asked.
2: I bet you she's probably pretty good at it. You know, what what about, what about her husband? No, I wouldn't let, he's probably as good at it, but I wouldn't let him. (laughs) So anyway, I posted on Twitter that you found your slide whistle, where do you think it's been hiding? And uh, there, there are some really inventive, creative um, remarks here, responses to, uh, to my, my Twitter feed here. A couple of my favorite ones, um, or a lot of them were, you know, in your anus, like it's still in your ass or in your arse.
1: Meaning that's not so creative. If you.
2: Now that one right, that wasn't all that Especially creative. Especially
1: if you were like the fifth or sixth person to say it was up my ass.
2: Or up my, brother's, of, my brother's ass, or your ass.
1: It's a little more creative, up your brother's ass. Uh, up my brother's
2: ass is a little bit more creative. I, I like John Steele, um, Steele from, from the Ville here, said, Next to his used butt plug near the glory hole in the Senator, Senator Larry Craig bathroom at the Minneapolis airport. See, that's creative. That's creative. That's nobody except butt plug Steel. and a glory hole there.
1: Well, and, oh, nobody was, except Steele would throw Larry Craig into the mix.
2: He always has to throw in a little Larry Craig. He it's loves good, Larry though. Craig, that guy. I like uh, this guy Conrad Hunk. He wrote in his oak slide whistle memorabilia cabinet. <laughs> Do you have one, Markling? I mean, I like the idea, the concept, but don't you
1: think it wouldn't have been lost for so long if I had an oak memorabilia slide whistle cabinet? Wouldn't that be the first place I'd look, or at least the second or third place?
2: Or you could have went in there and just grabbed another slide whistle. Another one.
1: Yeah. But I only really have the one, and I don't, as much as I want one, uh, a oak memorabilia slide whistle <laughs> memorabilia cabinet hutch, as you would, I don't have one.
2: You should, you should get one in the near future. Well, now,
1: um, now, I, now I'm going to take precautions not to lose it again.
2: Uh, here's another In His jucock Loving Anus. Uh, that's from David Williams there. Um, yeah,
1: which I thought he was going to go In the jucock,
2: <laughs> But, yeah, no, it's just uh, jucock Loving Anus. I like this one, Richard Tunstall. Uh, Amy Winehouse had it. Oh, and congrats, Amy, on being sober for a couple weeks. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty funny uh, Here over on uh, Twitter I like this person I don't even know How to say their name It's like Mark I think Mark uh, wrote this Somewhere That in is that a hard cre- name To pronounce No Mark Like wall. I can't even I don't even know How, how to say that it looks like it might be South African oh. Or Dutch Okay
1: You weren't he- having A hard time with Mark
2: No no I, I got the Mark The first name The first name <laughs> I got down here uh, He wrote Somewhere in that Creepy crawl space I'd assume Next to the Barbie doll heads And the neighborhood's Dog's feces that you don't you don't even have either one of those things in your uh, your crawl space
1: not in the same spot they're separated
2: yeah i like this so, one Agent it would be, have to be in one spot or the other uh probably inside of a larger slide whistle
1: which... Once again, I like the creativity, <laughs> but that, then I would have the other slide whistle, the bigger one, and I would and I'd blow on it, and it would be like it would make a funny sound, like something's wrong here. And then I would have seen this the actual
2: sick and wrong official slide whistle. Um, so and uh, I, I finally, here the, the last one I kind of like is uh, from Aaron. Aaron wrote, probably deep inside that dead guy, he was anally blowing. Just explain mm-hmm. that to me.
1: I like to blow on the <laughs> anus holes of dead guys, I'm just like dead dudes.
2: So, but is that what I, you do say? And, I don't, and I, don't put my, I don't put my lips
1: on the hole. <laughs> I just blow on it like you would blow on, like, a hot coffee.
2: But do you like, do this, like, for, like, sexual gratification to cool or to make a sound? Like, I just are you making music with
1: it? No, I just find it interesting.
2: Oh, okay. It's just, uh, just uh, a pastime. And you know? the
1: last time I was doing it, I said... Something sticking out of that anus of <laughs> that corpse. <laughs> it's a little white tip of something. And then I pulled it out and it was the slide
2: whistle. Lo and behold, there it's been all the, all these months. Whoever that
1: whoever that one was, she's the winner.
2: You know how um you're supposed to like check your 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 jeans pockets for quarters before you do laundry. You should probably do that with your corpses before you like discard them or bury them. Maybe check. Oh, the I don't seat. discard them. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wackily, uh, why don't you uh, tell everybody where did where did you find the slide whistle after all these months? It's been like probably six or seven months.
1: It was in the bottom of an old bag, uh, a satchel <laughs> that I hadn't used in a long time. And I used it to uh, bring some gifts to a birthday party this past weekend. Uh, And even when I was packing the gifts up and carrying it over there, I still didn't notice it. Not until I had returned to my domicile. And I think I'd put a sweatshirt in there. I took the sweatshirt out. And then I looked in the bottom of the bag. And there was this little red red friend of mine. (laughs) Maybe you've seen him. (laughs) There he is.
2: And the slide whistle is back. And he was like...
1: Daddy,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you found me. Blow me. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's it's yes, good. I'm, you know, I was elated. Child, the slide whistle. I was elated, and I think a lot of people. You made, I think you made a lot of people's weeks. A lot of you people know, didn't of seem people too happy about it. This they
1: didn't. They weren't enjoying the, the uh, concept of the slide whistle returning to the show.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I, don't know, I just pretty much have one thing to say to them: fuck them, because the slide yeah. whistle is a crucial element of the sick and wrong humor. Really there are a is. lot
1: of uh, podcasts out there that are slide whistle free. Almost all of them.
2: I, I think a lot so. of people that, that don't like slide whistles also don't understand comedy. Because it's an essential component of comedy is a slide whistle. Without it, Yeah, this
1: show might be above them is what you're saying. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm above saying. Above their level of comprehension. You know, sure. it's,
2: it's like they watch a show like uh, The Young Ones and they're just like, I don't get it. And I think that's the same thing with a slide whistle. Maybe, yeah. You know. Sure. Or space balls, same kind of thing. So, Wackerly, it was good to see you uh, this past weekend. I actually was uh, drove up to San Francisco and uh, hung out only for a quick. It was a quick one, just uh, just over the weekend. Drove up Friday, spur of the moment kind of thing. Ended up going to our friend's surprise birthday party. Um, I think he was he was pleasantly surprised with the gifts that I bought him. I, thought, I think he liked that. It's like a monkey head cookie jar. It's kind of nice. Uh huh. Um, I saw and- that yeah it was, I think you'd like that, and then we ended up getting kind of drunk, and then I hung out with my sister and her and a uh, big chair, her boyfriend for uh, for a couple nights. It's got a long-time nice time companion well, it had been a while since i'd been it's been a few months since I'd been up to San Francisco, and I kind of like getting up there every now and then it, it 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 always amuses me getting getting right into the like as soon as I drive up in the Tenderloin, Tenderline just doesn't really seem to change. i mean apartments rents just could still be sixteen hundred dollars a month for a studio. They could rise up to sixteen hundred dollars a month for a studio apartment, and you'll still see the same crackheads in the street. They haven't cleaned that part up yet,
1: or similar-looking crackheads. Or the, there's a couple that are very striking, and you always there's that guy that sort of—he's a black guy, but he has the Mo Howard haircut. Not Mo, uh,
2: Larry. <laughs> I'm getting my three Stooges confused. You know what I'm talking Just like about? Curly, like curly, bald on can, top, yeah. and then,
1: But then it sticks out the sides.
2: Yeah, but kind of curly, sort of brown, and like full of like used tampons and condoms and stuff.
1: Right, you always recognize that guy. But a lot of them are interchangeable. So well, know. they all kind
2: of. I mean, they're just yeah, they're just drug addicted crackheads, and it, it's just funny to me because it's like there's a guy paying sixteen hundred dollars a month to live in a studio, and across the street there's a crackhead, you know, having a bowel movement on the sidewalk, and yeah. it doesn't matter. That's just that's San Francisco. Or my favorite it thing about him, wonder. and I'd forgotten about this. Because you don't see that really. I don't think you see this in any other city. They do not heed any traffic laws whatsoever. It doesn't even matter. The, the way they stop traffic is with their hands. You notice that? Hold up! <laughs> it's just like, I almost Crossing nailed this the street. guy. Well, I, almost, I was driving up the street, and I'm like, th- I mean, seriously, I was six inches from hitting him. And I was just like, what well, you know, what the fuck are you doing? And the guy's like, take it easy, bro. You gotta chill. <laughs> and then I was looking at him, I was like, you goddamn hippie. You want to know what? You want to know what <laughs> this it is? It's a white crackhead? Yeah, no, it's some white, disgusting, disheveled bum with like a beard and gross, greasy ponytail pulled back. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, and I was just looking at him I was like, you disgusting hippie. And then I was thinking about it. You know what it is? It's because of the prevalence of these marijuana dispensaries. That's what I'm telling you. There's a marijuana dispensary every corner in the Tenderloin.
1: They've moved on from crack to the devil's weed that and that they're walking saying? around
2: in a constant marijuana stupor. Just mm. they, they, smoke the grass all day, and they. I, I think they're so high that they can't even tell that that little guy, like the blinking red hand. I think they confuse that. They think that maybe means walk, and the white or high, the, five, or high, high five, high five, and yeah, they turn and they're, the go over and give it a high five. <laughs> they want, they want to give the, the, yeah, Satan a high five there or something. I, I, I don't quite get it, but uh, I got to do say something. I, I got to say something about those marijuana dispensaries. They are a godsend. I don't even care if it makes the homeless people high and and almost get hit by a car. Well, they're quite
1: expensive. I think you might be confusing people because the the marijuana dispensary is expensive, right? The weed is kind of pricey, but you you make up for the expensivity, (laughs) whatever word I'm looking for, uh, by you get a lot of variety and choice and service. and And convenience. So it's not the homeless people that are using the marijuana dispensary.
2: It's a goddamn segue. They're just segue, kind of hanging around
1: looking for weed. It's a goddamn segue.
2: I was you just know, I'm just to trying to make, to make, make it, it a cleaner... about marijuana dispensaries, you know? I don't know. I was, I was making a weed <laughs> I'm
1: trying to make it a more... It, it was a weak correlation.
2: Homeless people. I'm trying to make it stronger. Did they're smoking crack. They're not smoking marijuana. I think they like both. I mean, I'm sure if you were walking down the street and you're like, Hey, excuse me there, homeless guy. I hope you don't have herpes on your lips, but here, you want to hit at this marijuana? I'm sure they would gladly partake. Oh, no, Mr. Simon. <laughs> I just smoked the crack. <laughs> I'll stay away from that wacky weed. But I don't think they're going to dispensaries and paying $50 or $60 or an eighth or whatever it costs.
1: But I will grant that there is sort of a criminal element that hangs around there. And then the homeless people f- sort of flock to that also. Yeah, There's your segue.
2: Yeah, exactly. You can get any drug you want, really, in the Tenderloin. I even had a homeless guy offer me Zoloft, which I thought was kind of odd and sort of disconcerting. (laughs) It's like, when when did homeless people start dealing Zoloft? And does it even help them? I don't even know. Yeah.
1: Hey, do you want some Zyban? (laughs) Are you trying to quit smoking?
2: (laughs) No, I don't want that. Yeah, it's like You want uh, some of these antibiotics
1: I got here? High quality, straight from Merck.
2: I don't know. I mean, if Zoloff helps a homeless person, then it's got to be the most effective antidepressant ever created.
1: Well, it helps them because it get pres- gets prescribed to them by the public health people, and then they sell it and buy crack. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how it great. helps
2: them. So, I, you know, I don't usually um, buy weed. I don't procure weed down here in Los Angeles. I don't smoke enough weed to, like, have a, a weed dealer, like a connection. I guess mm-hmm. I could easily find one. I could probably even get a pot card. I don't smoke yeah. enough weed to do it. And, you know, I only want weed every now and then. But when I want it, I definitely want to have some available. So I ran out a couple weeks ago. So I was in San Francisco, and Big Jer has a card to one of the dispensaries. And he was like, yeah, I'll make a run to the store. I want to get some myself. And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, he, he,
1: met, he has medical reasons that he requires a pot card.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, that doctor, you know, he went and saw a doctor. He had a full examination. And uh, they they gave gave him anxiety
1: and back problems, and uh, the weed helps him compassionately.
2: Sometimes it—I mean, you know—if he'll sleep on the bed wrong, without that marijuana, he's not going to get back to sleep. You know, if he's in the incorrect position, his back's going to be hurting for days. Sometimes he
1: tries to eat like a bag of Doritos, and like halfway through, he's like, "I just don't want these anymore." And 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 yeah, exactly.
2: He needs an appetite enhancer weed marijuana <laughs> helps you just shovel more junk food in your mouth it's nice but anyway so uh, i was like okay yeah you know i want to get some weed you know i want to he's like so what do you want do you want a cannabis or your cannabis sativa or a cannabis indica and i'm like what in the who now i know i was just looking i was like jared i just want some grass you know I want some <laughs> some marijuana some mary Joints. jane man and he's just like okay well uh, you gotta tell me because they have all these different strands i'm like what, what, what are strands what, what are you talking about strands I, i've i've heard you know of like you know the tuscaloosa thunderfuck or the northern lights or the white widow or all the different names i just thought that was just yeah. like strong stronger you know i mean if you think about it we grew up in michigan smoking the why well, we used to call it the bay city fart bud and it was just yes. basically just brown <laughs> just brown gross weed
1: would you like the brand that was grown in a ditch <laughs> or in some guy's cu- dirty compost pile that is dog shit all over?
2: That's pretty much your option. We have two kinds. And the, and the second part was grown in pink conning and they called that the... That's outdoors, man. That's the outdoor. You know, and it's just I can't like,
1: remember that. Was I thought there was another, like, conning plasterer or
2: something a like paralyzer, that. paralyzer, that's what it paralyzer, was. The the paralyzer. Paralyzer. But, the, but then again, it was grown in some, like... You know, toothless hillbillies compost heap. I mean, it's not like uh, you know. I don't think they were. They had a hydroponic setup, but no. weed marijuana has become complicated now,
1: and it's. But well, it, here's here's the other, here's the other thing about the old days. The way that you grew weed was, since every bag you ever bought had shitloads of seeds in it, <laughs> you just <laughs> took those seeds and you threw them in your you know your little plot of dirt. You remember and they used to say, "Don't
2: smoke a seed; it'll make you." It'll make you infertile. <laughs> just but like, then, you'd
1: take all, then you'd take all your seeds out and you, you'd bought like an eighth and now it's like a sixteenth because it was half seeds. Like, what the <laughs> or fuck, a big man? huge
2: stem. That's pretty okay. much what it was. It was just <laughs> yeah, a stem right. with a little bit of bud and, just, and all seeds. But, that, but back then, I mean, you'd be like, wow, dude, that's a killer deal. Look how fat this sack is. Right. You know, I mean, we, we didn't know any better. But I couldn't imagine now, like having this pot card, it's so easy. And and it's great. I mean, it. You know, I was very impressed. I went with them, and they and they're, they're so like. I don't want to say they're you know it's it's professional or pseudoscience, but they really are acting like they're like actual medical doctors. I mean, I'm sure they do have one doctor there that that prescribes the pot card, and you can yeah. like you know commit medical fraud and pretend that you have some ailment, and they'll you know give them a hundred bucks. But the right. guys that are selling like that are the actual dealers. You know, it's just like some dude with dreadlocks horn rim glasses, big stretched ears. He's wearing like a white lab coat. And they call them bud tenders. And he's just oh like... Oh, God. Oh, dude, and this guy, this is like self-righteous weed smoker. You know, the, the science of of cannabis growing. And you're, and I'm like sitting there looking at him like, come on, dude. You're just dealing pot. I'm surprised you don't have the munchies right now. He probably does. Maybe. But anyway, <laughs> he, he described... I've got
1: a special strand of wheat reed that dis, uh, suppresses the munchies.
2: Well, I went in there with him, which I guess usually they don't let uh, guests in there. But I guess Jared knows the guy, so I got to go check special it out. case. And yeah. it's pretty, you know, it's like a store. It's like a professional store. You go in, and then they have like a menu. You can choose all the different, the different strains that you want. And I guess the the guy, the dreadlocked uh, um, bud tender, was describing the difference between me. So there's sativa, which is one species, and then there's uh, indica, which is the other. And so this is why I was thinking about you, Waggley, actually, because you always say you become paranoid. I think you've been smoking the sativa when you should be smoking the indica.
1: Is that the more common, the sativa?
2: Well, it says uh, sativa, yeah. Sativa is like uh, pretty much the the more... Well, the indica is actually from Asia originally. And so people used to get sativa down in South America, Mexico, so I think... Is a that's got to
1: be more common if it's, it's closer to us.
2: Yeah, I think it's a bit more common. I think it's pretty much what, what, what can grow anywhere around here. Plus,
1: here, here's the other reason I think but most of my friends who smoke weed, who would be the ones that I'd be smoking with, I guess that follows from logic, they've smoked weed for so long that they only like weed that completely blows them out and gets them like mega high. So maybe
2: that's the kind that they like to smoke. What do you want? Just really weak weed? pretty much. Just something that, like, I want you...
1: weed that I want weed that like makes me laugh at stupid shit, but not um like examine my own existence,
2: <laughs> <laughs> not make you cry.
1: <laughs> I don't want to turn my third eye inward and like, you know, get it locked in that position.
2: Well, I think okay, here's here's I think the the, the two differences as explained to me and I looked it up online here. But it said sativa strains are more of a stimulant and they're effective uh-huh. in appetite, stimulation, relieving depression, migraines, chronic pain, nausea. And it, what, what tends to happen, they say it's like a daytime smoker will tend to smoke sativa. But a lot you of know, people... got to
1: smoke and go to your job where you, like, operate a forklift or something, this is the kind of weed you want.
2: Yeah, at the post office. Uh, they yeah. say sativa strains may cause feelings of alertness and optimism. Many patients prefer to medicate with this type of cannabis during the day. So <laughs> I think what happened is you're probably getting some kind of sativa... And a lot of people say that they get paranoid off of this because okay. it's a stimulant. Because I'm
1: not optimistic or happy
2: when I'm smoking it. That's the problem. Yeah, I think only alcohol does that to you, right?
1: Well, I mean, I like I like other stimulants, too. That's other, That's what's weird. But, yeah, it's I don't know. But maybe, you know, they're describing the optimal outcome. And maybe, you know, they're not describing what, you know, the suboptimal outcomes are. So what, what? do they say about the other kind?
2: I'm talking about a straight, so this is straight sativa. The other kind here is, is uh, Indica, the Indica strain. And this is more mm. of a sedative, a relaxant. And it's effective for treating the symptoms of like anxiety, insomnia, muscle spasms, and tremors. 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 <laughs> Who has tremors?
1: <laughs> My grandma. <laughs> He probably was she was time. always
2: very uptight.
1: Yeah, and my great grandma. Dude, you should, get her
2: some, uh, you should get her some. You uh, should get her some 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 kind Jerry Bud here.
1: Oh, okay. I'll blow it on the asshole of her corpse and the next <laughs> time I <see> They're <laughs> both dead. So
2: this says indicas have a higher level of cannabinoids and sativas, so it gives you a sedated body type stone. Or is the guy at the uh, the the pot shop that we went to was like, you got to be careful here because you can get couch lock, bro. I was like, couch what? (laughs) Couch lock. I was like, so that's an actual condition where you're just like so stoned, you can't get. I guess I have felt that way. I was just too stoned just to even get up. But I wonder if like those dudes can actually call in. You can't come to the Pockland and you're like, dude, couch locked. Sorry, bro.
1: That's cool, man. I'll cover your shift. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's just as many. You your way uh, through it, man. (laughs) No, I'm sure there's just as many workplace. You know, political spats as any other place. That fucker couch locked himself. I told him not to smoke that indica man. Guess <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to man smoke more of this daytime upper weed.
2: Well, so what they do like most of the uh, so there's you can get a, a straight indica strain or a straight uh, sativa strain, but most of the time you get hybrids or cross beads of cross breeds of indica and sativa. They carry characteristics of each one. And so that's, uh, that's what I ended up doing. I ended up getting uh, two bags of, like, I forgot what the one was, like, uh, something kush and, like, Himalayan gold or something like that. And mm. it's pre- pretty good marijuana, but it's, like, for me, it's, like, I'll take, like, three hits and I'm just stoned.
1: That's a lot of, but three hits is a lot. See, I, can,
2: I get two stoned sometimes off of one hit. Dude, there are people that smoke a joint, like, a, a blunt of, like, this type of marijuana. I couldn't even imagine that. Those people, they, they well, the more you smoke it, the you know the the effects
1: become lessened, and you have to smoke more. I mean, like Jared but, but I I've, I've smoked one hit before, and then been like, oh shit, I should have taken a smaller one hit.
2: <laughs> see, I'm not like that. Your thing is with me, it's like I'll, I'm kind of like one of those people. It's like I don't I don't know my tolerance anymore. And plus, when you're smoking all these different strains, you really have no idea. And it's like no, I'm just I'm not the type of guy that's like oh, I'll just take a little bit of a hit here and just see how it affects me. I'm just like, I'm going to power at least three or four of these just to see if I get really high. And then I get really, really high. And then right. I'm forced to look through my kitchen that just has, in you know, my refrigerator that has like, you know, a half empty ball of like MGD and, uh, you know, a carrot and that's yeah. maybe a, a, like three quarters of a tofu hot dog and that's it.
1: Like that's a dirty sushi. white,
2: oh, dry white carrot. <laughs> <laughs> But so, anyway, it was so convenient, it was easy, and, uh, you know, we walked out of there, and I'm just like, God, I can't believe we just we just bought marijuana. I was wondering, though, because since Jer has the card, do you think if he was just, like, lighting up in the street, and a cop came over and was like, what are you doing there, sir? Stop it, you, uh, you know, you evil doer. You and if Jer do could well? just pull out the card and be like, hey, card, I can smoke wherever I want. I don't Does know it work? Like that's that? the
1: rule. I think you still need to smoke in private.
2: So you still have to be kind of secretive about it.
1: I think it's it's probably treated as an open intox, right? I mean, you can't go walk down the street drinking a fifth of Jameson. But okay, well, you well let's You can. It doesn't take very it's not very hard to hide it, but you do have to hide it from the police.
2: Well, let's say you get pulled over and they find, you know, in your pocket a bag of uh, you know, Northern Lights or, or Gold Star. Do you oh think, then,
1: yeah, no, then for sure you pull out the card and you say this is legal in California, unless it's an it's a federal agent because the feds the feds do not recognize that pot is illegal for medical purposes in California.
2: So you can still get arrested and charged with a federal crime. Or do you think right? Get but when when was
1: that? the last time you saw an FBI agent, you know, pulling people over in your neighborhood? God, that would be great. It doesn't happen.
2: I wish they'd wear like, uh, you know, uh, really inventive outfits, like old KGB agents or something, like curly afros <laughs> and a mustache, trench coat, just bust your ass. Uh, they but, could start. I mean, but I'm saying they could start. They some somebody
1: a J- John Ashcroft or what you will. You know, if Rick Perry gets elected, he'll try and crack down on all the potheads because he's some weird kind of retroactive, you know, Neanderthal. Insane comes
2: evangelist. To, yeah. Yeah. Know, you, you never know. Well, and they I can
1: say, we're we're gonna start we're gonna do a new um what were they called in the twenties? Prohibition. Yeah, but what were the, the, the co- didn't the cops have no, but didn't the cop the like the federal the Oh like the, the untouchables FBI guys? the guys that cranked. Yeah, down whatever they were that. called. Yeah. You know, we're gonna start a new program like that. It's gonna be in California, because that's where weed is legal now, even though we don't recognize it. And we're just gonna start busting people left and right. And uh that's the way it's gonna be. And then you'll see those guys and like you know, they'll have a narc written all over their face. So I don't know who's <laughs> going to get busted by this. I don't but, know. Uh, I,
2: I see it becoming more prevalent and moving to other states. I know Michigan already has uh, dispensaries. I know New York does already. So I think uh, in time, it's a, it's, a, you know, it's a taxable product. But the thing is that bothered me about it is the convenience of it. You know, and, I, and maybe this is because I'm an old, old man. And I'm are you're, you're nostalgic a, here about marijuana, you're, you're, but...
1: Yeah, you you are you always have false nostalgia, and you're kind of a
2: scold. I fucking hate the fact that these kids these days, these people these days, get a gift horse. You get a gift horse. You, gift horse. you don't have to work for it. It's just no, a gift don't. horse. It's like a silver spoon of marijuana just shoved up your arse. I, I, I just mean, think you, it's unfair. Probably, you
1: need to be 18 to get the pot card, right? Maybe even 21.
2: Yeah, but your brother could have it, and then they can go yeah, there, and true. it's just like, <laughs> your what mom would you like? Dad. I'm in pot marijuana candy land, and I can pick any kind of breed that you want. Where, Whereas back in the day with us, it was just like, you know, you had to go to, like, Carlos or whatever, you know, drug dealer that you knew, and you had to go meet him, and then you get this bag, and you don't know what it is. It's probably full of seeds, and it's just like, or even, I've even bought rabbit chow back in the day, and I smoked the <laughs> shit out of that rabbit chow, thinking it was really good, and then pretending and trying to convince myself <laughs> And my friends that I had some really bomb shit. You don't yeah, I know, I had, a, I had a
1: friend who bought, uh, and you might have even been there. He bought a like not even a bag, like a crumpled piece of paper that was sort of formed into a dish, and some dude had poured oregano in it, and he bought it for. And my friend paid twenty dollars to him on the street. Uh, <laughs> I should probably mention that my friend was totally <laughs> baked out of his mind already <laughs> when this happened. But he came back into my apartment and said, "Dude, look what I just bought for her." For 20 bucks. It, like I said, it wasn't even a bag. It was in a little sort of a piece of construction paper shaped into a dish. And I just smelled it and said, <laughs> oh, it's oregano. I mean, what are we going to make a pizza?
2: Come on. Well, back then, oh, dude, you, I mean, you're, man, you're so inexperienced. get ripped off. Well, back then, you're so inexperienced, you don't really know anything about it. It's like someone could throw like a shriveled piece of broccoli in a plastic bag and you'd be like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, Well, because it was shady, you know, you were already, you were nervous, you didn't have experience, but now you're right, the kids that can just go into the pot club or, or can send their older brother into the pot club... They're not going to buy oregano because they're going to know all the strains. It's going to be like, you know, there'll be like the wine connoisseur equ- equivalent of Dude, weed.
2: Northern Lights was like one of those things that came around once every four years. It's like, oh, my God, he's got Northern Lights. It's going to cost a lot of money. But it's like, oh, my God, we get to smoke this insane weed, this legendary weed that we've only heard about. Now it's like, oh, I can get Northern Lights anytime I want.
1: And it probably when we got the Northern Lights, it was the same shitty weed we had the week before.
2: But yeah, <laughs> it was just, just like they, they put like Lysol on it or something. Yeah, like or just the placebo cleaner. effect. <laughs> oh, this is
1: so good, man! I'm so much more high than last time.
2: Regardless, um, yeah, sometimes I wish I was more of a stoner because uh, you can really get some amazing weed. And the, and the pot food that they have there, like Jarrah's buying like pot Snickers and ice cream bars, and <laughs> it, it just amazes me. I'm surprised they don't have pot suppositories. I'm sure that's going to be coming down the road. You might already have that. Who knows? Up the road. <laughs> <laughs> Up the Hershey Highway,
1: Kid, kids can stick, kids can still get the the shady drug culture um, experience. Though they just need to go to harder to real drugs. Yeah,
2: move to like her, yeah a real drug, not like you know not a plant. That yeah, it's still, it's
1: still it's shady to buy cocaine <laughs> or speed <laughs> or you know any other multitude of things you could think of.
2: Well, uh, Wackerly, this is episode two ninety one here of a uh, sick and wrong. Quick recap yes, of last week's show. We did three stories. Uh, the first one that was sent in was uh, a story about a, about how meth can make a guy rape a cat. Not the first cat rapist, and definitely not the last cat rapist that we're probably going to discuss here on the show. Second story is about a mom who said there would, there would be no Heimlich maneuver for her son. And the uh, sec- third story was about mid-air P-Chaos, which actually just happened this week with Gerard Depardieu. Did you hear about that?
1: Yes, the Depp. The Depp. The just, original Depp.
2: Yeah, the the, 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 he's new Depp, the true Johnny Depp. Johnny
1: Depp is not the true Depp.
2: No, Gerard Depardieu is the. Original he is the Depp. true Depp. And I he... also
1: like how Gerard Depardieu is just like not like a big fat panty waist, but it's just massive. He looks like a super villain or maybe even like a superhero if
2: you consider the Hulk. I he like just the... is
1: like a, he's built like a golem.
2: He, no, Yeah, he's, he's a really thick, wide, yeah. uh, wide-shouldered man, but he also has the face of like a seasoned drinker, like a gin blossom kind of face, the carbuncle nose. Yeah, well, nose. he's French.
1: He's French. They love wine. I think he owns a winery and a restaurant. Fuck yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's good to know, though, that uh, his star power wasn't such that they're just like, oh, Gerard Depardieu needs to pee. He needs to urinate. We should let him go to the bathroom. But they're just like, nope. Sorry, man. Seatbelt light is on.
1: Please, Mr. Depardieu, piss <laughs> in my face.
2: I will never wash
1: again, even though because I'm French, I don't wash very often anyway.
2: Really? So of the of the three stories that we did last week for episode 290, uh, the one that won was the Meth Makes a Guy Rape Cats, the cat rapist. So congratulations okay. there, listener one. Your story um, definitely won. People are horrified by cat rapists. <laughs> You're not popular people, not popular members of the community. So, Cats um,
1: don't get as much... Sympathy is dogs, but
2: I think people are just turned off by the fact that a man would rape a cat. Would just rape a cat, yeah, or any animal for that matter. So, congratulations, there, listener one, you won uh, episode two ninety one. People, you can are
1: probably there are probably animals that are more acceptable to rape than others.
2: You mean mean like some animals are sexier, like a horse?
1: No, like you're horrified by all all the animal rape, but there is a scale of like oh well, you raped a monkey that's weird <laughs> but then like if you rape a domesticated know, a, a animal a koala bear then you're like you you monster <laughs> you know <laughs> like it all sucks but some are are slightly are or, or slightly
2: more acceptable probably
1: yeah i'd like to know what what people's personal gradation is
2: the animal rape threshold i don't know i don't know when you cross that it's interesting yeah so people, you can send your sick and wrong stories to sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. You can send them to Facebook, via Twitter, via the forum. Wacken and I will pick the three most disturbing news items and we'll present them here on the show and the audience can vote. And you can win a coveted sick and wrong care package. Um, before we get to the articles here for this week's show, a quick word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com. Where else are you going to go for books? Books on tape. You know, books that you can hear that someone is reading to you. Nowhere. There's nowhere to get it, unless you kidnap somebody and you force them to read books to you. But then you got to pay for their upkeep. You got to feed them.
1: Plus, what are the chances that you're going to get somebody who can read in a competent manner? You know, it has theatrical training, especially with all these
2: marijuana dispensaries around. They're going to be too stoned to read. You know, and it's just going to it's going to be a fragmented narrative. It's going to be terrible. So you can go to Audible.com and you can actually get a professional spoken. Piece of audio entertainment, a much more professional than this podcast you're listening to right now. Um, they have over eighty thousand hours of audio programs. You can listen wherever you want. They have thousand science and tech titles, eleven 1, hundred science fiction and fantasy titles, and uh, you know, in total, seventy five thousand titles to choose from. So I think there's something that you would want to read at Audible.com. So go to Audible. I wonder, I wonder if they have GOT. What is GOT?
1: The Game of Thrones. It's the most popular thing on the planet right now, especially now that the Harry Potter, the HP is done, everybody's I, I moved on to the GOT.
2: I didn't know the acronym there. I, I'd never heard anyone saying it's GOT. Did you ever anyone ever say you watched GOT last night?
1: I didn't say GOT. I said GOT. The GOT. <laughs> you don't don't spell it out. You got to say it out. GOT.
2: GOT and not the GOT. It's just GOT.
1: It could be The G.O.T.
2: Because it'd be The Game of Thrones. That. They probably do, actually. I mean, they have all uh, these fantasy titles. So, so people, go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So, actually, as I mentioned, we received quite a few good stories here for episode 291. It was difficult to pick the three that we're going to do here on the show. But um, let me start with the first listener submission. <laughs> So the first story here was sent in from Pat. Pat writes, "Man stabbed with golf club." It's Very laconic, <laughs> straight to the point. You no, know?
1: Now golf clubs aren't don't have a pointy end. So it's funny I'm that you should to mention see how this how this turns out.
2: Yes, no, I mean, it's interesting how a golf club how a golf club can have a pointed end. You wouldn't think if it's it said,
1: if it's said bludgeoned with a golf club that would make more sense. Yeah,
2: than stabbed. Right. So teens are charged with murder in a uh, Barrie, Ontario mini putt death. And by mini putt they mean putt putt, miniature golf. Which right. I'm not sure if uh, do they have miniature golf in areas outside of uh, you know, the North American greater North America. Do, do they have putt putt in Germany?
1: If they don't, they don't know what they're missing.
2: I, I mean to was-
1: smoke weed and go play and even though we've talked about how I'm averse to weed, but to get high and go play putt-putt, you're just guaranteed constant hilarity and just you, you won't be able to breathe because you're laughing so much.
2: And not to mention it's like if you wanna just you know, if you have like eight hours to fill, you can get really <laughs> stoned and play putt putt and it's gonna take you probably longer than eight hours to actually finish. The game
1: but it's not about winning the game it's about the journey man from the windmill <laughs> to the i don't know the paul Bunyan hole well you know it is <laughs> though
2: it's like like you're saying wackily it's a coming of age ritual for many a uh, north american teen uh, yeah. adolescent you know i think it's like a lot of times you walk into that pupa course of boy and you leave man at the end of that
1: that never happened to me
2: <laughs> <laughs> no i actually physically grew pubic hair during the time we were playing putt-putt. So when I, I walked... had
1: my period on the fifth
2: hole. <laughs> <laughs> so um, three young men were accused of killing a 42-year-old father at a mini golf course as his daughters looked on in horror. This happened in Barrie, Ontario. Good God. Relatives of Canada. the victim uh, say that the father was stabbed fatally with a broken golf club. That's how it became ah. a sharpened blade. During a fight that erupted after he had asked a group of rowdy teens to settle down, it's always it's <laughs> never a good
1: idea. This isn't the 1950s where fucking children respect their elders. What are people thinking? Like times have fucking changed, man. Even in Canada, are... times
2: have changed. <laughs> oh, you would never do this in the U.S. Like if you are in Oakland no. playing putt putt, which you probably wouldn't do in Oakland, but if you were in Oakland playing putt putt, would you go over to a gang of toughs? You know, that no. we're sitting there and just say, excuse me, hoodlums, could you please keep the volume level down on that no. the Kanye West music you're listening to?
1: The equations have changed, man. It's not the, Adults don't have authority anymore. Now it's like those kids are probably in way better shape than me, and there's more of them. And, and that's they why le- you They have less the to arm. lose
2: than me, and they have less to lose. So if it comes down to it, they're going to beat the living crap out of me. And that's why you purchased the firearm. I mean, it's because yes. we live in fear these days. The odds evener, yep. which
1: I always carry my gun to the putt putt <laughs> course. I've been known to, uh, when the ball's just teetering on the edge of the hole, I'll just blast it in with a with a round. That's actually fair. It's written into the international putt putt bylaws that you can actually knock the ball into the last centimeter with with
2: a with a bullet a bullet. Yeah. Bradley Hubbard here, 42-year-old, uh, died Sunday at the Berry Course as he was playing around with his daughters and his wife. Uh, the victim's father-in-law said that Hubbard was simply trying to enjoy an evening out with his family. But a group of young males were drinking, smashing golf clubs. Ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I was Putters. one of those... You only get one club in putt-putt. It's the putter. I was one of those ne'er-do-wells back in the day. Not not all yeah. the time. I wasn't that disrespectful, and I don't think I would go in and antagonize a family. But I remember getting it, really high and going to golf clubs and being, you know, saying rude, obscene comments and making obscene gestures with a golf club.
1: And if a dad, and if an older dad, a father figure from a different group would have come and yelled at you, you would have like been embarrassed and shut the fuck up, and then made fun of him behind his back, and maybe yeah. gotten loud again later. But you wouldn't have like. Like, escalated the confrontation.
2: No, I wouldn't have tried to, like, physically uh, fight the guy. and I mean, that definitely wouldn't have happened back then.
1: It was a different time back then.
2: But, you know, I was also not one. I wasn't a hothead. (laughs) So, uh, the daughter here told them to stop because the girls, uh, because both the the daughters are crying and they said stop because that's how uh, bad they were, says uh, Brian Reed here, the father-in-law. He added that with the children upset and Hubbard's wife concerned, Michael Hubbard was simply trying to stand up for his family. And uh, he said he went over and he told the, uh, he said, not in front of my family. They had told the daughter to go to hell. He said, not in front of my family. You think at that point, you know, it's, it, he kind of did the you done goofed. Yeah. He kind of, uh, he was just like, you know, you done goofed. And uh, he's about to backtrace these, these hoodlums right there on the pup-pup course. You know what? Uh, did you hear about that? Uh, Jesse Slaughter's dad died this past week.
1: Well, a lot of shit's happened with that story since then. hmm If you want to go on a giant tangent, I mean, he, like, <laughs> punched her in the face, remember? She's in, like,
2: foster care or something. She's
1: gone into foster care, and now the dude died, because obviously he's a stroke waiting to happen, and he had a heart attack, which is the sort of, you know, high blood pressure uh, ailment, same as a stroke. I, I don't got think, him.
2: though, the, the protagonist here of this story, the victim in this story, was a you-done-goof, Jesse-slaughter-dad type of cat guy,
1: Eh. He's I'm not, in the ve va- he's in the same
2: ballpark. Well, okay, no, he confronted these He's youth. in the same putt-putt chorus as that guy. But don't you think that uh, Jesse Slaughter's dad would have been like, yelling, I'll get the CIA on you. You guys got to keep that music down. Don't you ever insult my daughter? I think this guy went up to him and was just like, hey, you know, keep it down. You're being rude. Let's just kind of keep it down. We're playing a game here with the family. And then these kids started, you know, starting it escalated into a uh, physical confrontation. That's what it sounds like to me.
1: Well, that's the question. Did he, did he start out trying to ask nicely or did he go in right into like, you kids have no respect for normal, hardworking Christian families and you need to shut the fuck up. You know, I don't know. Does it say in the story?
2: You know, they don't go into details. I suspect the latter that he went right off. He might've just been like pulled a full you done goofed. But um,
1: but it but this is in real life. It's just delusion that uh. I mean, I don't think it's right. I wish it was the old way where where kids weren't so disrespectful and they had, you know, I guess a made up fear that isn't even grounded in any kind of reality of adults just being in control. Uh, I but think, that's not reality. Anymore. I think back. You can't, in you the can't day... just take the force of your will. And uh, and suppress people into doing what they, what's right or what you want them to do. These
2: kids don't have the same moral compass no. that we did back in the day. I think it's different. No. I think uh, you know. I, I think today it's 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 changed. I think back in the fifties, you could go up to this gang of toughs and be like, you know, listen, son, you're going to turn out to be a criminal one day. I am an outstanding
1: member of the community, and you might come to me for a job at the paint store, <laughs> and I won't give you one. And Unless you pipe be, down.
2: And then that kid would have like, you know, an epiphany that day and be yeah. like, I'm going to change my life around. That doesn't happen now. Now you'd probably have a 40 spit in your face. Right. Or,
1: then, or the other thing would have been like, I'm going to have words with your father when I see him at church. <laughs> and the kid, But now the kid's like, what father? He's in jail, motherfucker.
2: And then you would be laying on the ground, fatally injured with a neck wound from a broken golf club. Because that's pretty much what yeah. happened. They just stabbed the guy right through the neck.
1: Now, you were telling me the story before. Was this an airborne projectile? Because that's even more dramatic.
2: It says here Did that they throw I, I think, the
1: broken club at him and it like went through his neck, sort of like a Bruce Lee maneuver. Yeah,
2: you know, they don't specify, but they just say the violence erupted and then uh, Hubbard was laying on the ground, fatally injured with a neck wound. So I think they stabbed him with it or maybe oh, wow. whapped him with it and it just went through through his neck. Um, the father-in-law said at least he died in his wife's arms. He got to tell her <laughs> yeah. that he loved her before he passed away. What do you think his last words were? Do you think he was like, finish the whole. Just <laughs> it, I think it was it, like. Through the windmill. Just through the windmill. <laughs> gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or, <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> So ways I mean, that's
1: not. It's not to say that you, everybody should just roll over and take it, right? But you've got to accept reality. What you do is you have to go. Nowadays, you can't rely on the author. Your your you know faux authority that never was really based on anything. Anyways,
2: you gotta go. Up, age makes no difference.
1: Don't say anything. Just walk up to them, and they'll be like, "Damn, what this motherfucker coming up here to do?" and just headbutt the shit out of the first kid you see (laughs) and drive his fucking, you know, septum into his fucking eye socket.
2: I don't know. And then they'll respect you. They'll
1: be like, shit, that old man is crazy.
2: I think in this day and age, dads need to suppress the dad aggression, you know, the protect your family instinct, and choose your battles. I think you really need to look at the scenario and be like, all right, if there's two kids over there, that's fine. My dad power probably would prevail, but if there's like five of them and they're smashing golf clubs and they're drinking beers, uh-huh. I'm probably going to get my ass kicked by a bunch of teenagers, and that's going to suck right in front of my kids.
1: So, so you're, not, you're not for my even overpowering shock and awe method, even if there's five of
2: Wackerly's them? Wackerly's falling down method? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I'm headed up to here with these gang of you, just walk,
1: you walk over with your putter <laughs> and just shatter one of their ankles without saying anything. That's what you got to do.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, maybe. So the two 18-year-olds... Justin... Swift,
1: swift, irrational violence.
2: So violence with violence. That's, that's Wackerly's method. So these two 18-year-olds, Justin Spring and Jake Workman, along with a 19-year-old, who is the brother here, were charged with second-degree murder early Sunday morning. And here is my best... This is the best line, my favorite line of this article. During their court appearance on Monday, the three were sobbing inside the prisoner's box. Oh, Not so Canada. tough now.
1: <laughs> oh, Canada!
2: Not so tough now. Exactly. How did they
1: catch them all? Did the mini golf attendant come out? Hey, you guys!
2: <laughs> you can't stab anybody on my course. Approximately <laughs> and t- thirty witnesses. T- Tased the were shit out of all of them.
1: Oh, it was <laughs> yeah. crowded. Okay.
2: And uh, the indoor mini pup course was closed on Monday while they looked for evidence. So, mm. yeah, they ended up. Uh, ended up. I don't think it was probably too difficult. In that town to uh, pinpoint the uh, the aggressors. So in the sick and wrong star scale, to um, I don't want to say the guy deserved it, but I, I really do think in this day and age you need to realize that kids do not respect authority anymore. I mean, they didn't respect authority; they don't respect age. You know, they're, they're the dad age is not
1: Age is not authority. I mean. Authority by definition is something you respect. They just don't see age as being authoritative. As,
2: yeah, as being authoritative. They don't. No longer. I think you used to. Even like when well, we they were definitely kids, used like to. you know, in the eighties, I think you'd, like a dad would come over and be like, ah, oh, you know, you guys got to pipe down. It's just like, okay, I'm scared. Whereas I think at this day and age, they're more prone to being, you know, give you a rude remark, a caustic statement. We would, statement. we would,
1: we would flee from the cops and adults. We wouldn't try to murder them. No, that was the difference.
2: The fact that uh, he died in his wife's arms right in front of his daughters and playing putt putt, which is such like a family like wholesome game. I'm do you gonna think give... that
1: the do you think that the people behind them, you know, the group behind them was like, "Oh, uh are you guys going to be long? Can we play through? Cuz we've got a pizza dinner
2: reservation later." <laughs> do you think they thought he was like part of the putt putt like obstruction, you know, like yeah. part of the the whole like wow, you know, whole 19 is kind of tough. You got to go around the dead guy's head. And like getting... I, actually,
1: I actually hit the ball into the neck wound, and I, <laughs> it didn't come out, through. though. I thought it was going to come out and go into the hole, because I thought that was like the trick, but it didn't come out. It just lodged in there. I'm going to give this a 4.5. I'm giving it a 5, dude. Yeah, the the guy, guy was stabbed in the neck with half a golf club in front of his family while, while playing mini-golf.
2: While trying to be a white knight. Like being, I'm, I'm going to go over there and, like, you know, use my dad powers. It's like, hey, dude, you know, pipe down. Let's get your oh. testosterone in check. So, so think, you're,
1: taking a, you're taking a half point off to teach a lesson to anybody who might do this in the future. They're going to be like, oh, I'm so, oh, but I, my, when I get murdered horribly, I might only get 4.5 on sick and wrong. So I guess I just
2: won't do it. I'm all just all saying all of this could be have been the white prevented. Man. If the guy wasn't trying to be a macho, if it, if it wasn't for male bravado and his protective paternal instinct, I think this could have been prevented. I think if he had a walked, well, yeah, in, but- if he had walked away or called the cops or did something like that, I don't know. Wackerly.
1: if people wouldn't have been, wouldn't, were never to do stupid things, then half of our stories would never happen.
2: Yeah, and then what kind of show would we have? <laughs> what do you have here for uh, the second listener submission? <laughs>
1: I have a story about text messaging. Have you heard of this? The kids today with their MMS. And their sexting. And their sexting and their Blackberry messaging and starting riots. Disturbing, you know, old world countries with this text messaging.
2: Should take their phones away.
1: This is a, a text messaging story on a lesser... Uh, but still actually maybe even more intense scale. And it happens in Florida, in St.
2: Petersburg. Of course. The the source of all sick and wrong stories, really. Well, most of them, (laughs)
1: 90%. There's a 20-year-old woman named Brittany Lester, and she got into an argument with her one-month-old baby's father after she saw a text message on his phone from another woman. So you can see that texting is already crept into the story. When he left the hotel, because you know <laughs> she's probably yelling at him, and he just found, <laughs> she just found a message from another woman on his phone.
2: So was this like a weekly rate motel?
1: Oh yeah, you're surprised that they live in a hotel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They live in a hotel, <laughs> a weekly rate motel. Okay. Well, it says hotel, which is nicer than a motel. It's one I guess. step
2: up. It's one step up.
1: In the vernacular of the United States. Although who knows who wrote this article? They could be throwing terms around. Well, they probably dilly. don't
2: have a car to drive up to the uh, motel. So right.
1: Well, they t- could have taken a cab.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, officers say that after he left the hotel, she started to send him dozens of pictures and text messages. Sexy. Uh, and I know sexy you-
2: pics and messages.
1: No, no, No. I'll move, I'll get to that But I know you've had this problem before with girlfriends Where you and I will be out And just text message after text messages A barrage,
2: barrage of text messages
1: And I guess sometimes they're harass. Sometimes she's angry, sometimes she's just trying to get your attention And she's lonely
2: and bored Uh, Well, I feel that you can ignore Only like a, a certain amount A finite amount that you can actually ignore I think maybe like four what or five you, you can kind of ignore, but then they start becoming just, yeah, just, just, just really like, uh, just mean and harsh uh-huh. and, uh, vengeful. And then all of a sudden you're just like, okay, now I got to deal with this. Sorry, dude. I'm going to have to text yeah. her back. You know, right. Hold my beer. And then the worst then and then you get and then, you get, and
1: then you get into it, you're standing outside the bar texting back and forth, and now you're responding to texts that were responding to your text
2: and then it escalates into a call, and it's just yeah, and it's a full moment oh point.
1: yeah, once it's a call then you then it's done then then you're out there till the last call yeah um well, thank God you've never had this happen <laughs> because all of these texts, I think almost immediately through no prov- provocation of this guy's. They were depicting and describing the torture of this infant. Remember, they have a
2: one-month-old child. Well, that's going to be the opposite of sexting. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> like different. It's the polar opposite of just, yeah. <laughs> nothing arousing about this.
1: Remember that baby we mur- made when we had sex? Well, now
2: I'm murdering it. <laughs> and I'm going to take pictures picture. and text you about it.
1: One pose, they're talking about a photo that she sent. One pose actually had the child upside down in a trash can. There was another pose where the child was placed under a couple mattresses, others with plastic bags on its head. So she really was, like, running the gamut of different scenarios and scenes. I don't know if she had, like, the kid dressed up in different outfits. Like, here's, like, a summer, you know, playtime outfit. And here's, like, him in, in his Easter outfit or something like that. But, I mean, it seemed like the whole... Sears Portrait Studio, like different backdrops and things. It's and almost like if,
2: if she was a little more computer literate, she could have made an iMovie out of this. Like 50 Ways to Kill an Infant or something.
1: Yeah, really. I mean, she might not have that nice of a phone. <laughs> maybe just like a grainy picture. I'm just saying picture. maybe she, if
2: she had a MacBook Pro or something. <laughs> which I don't think she would have had. I like the air. It's <laughs> lighter. A Sony uh, Bio is what I use. <laughs> sony bio <laughs>
1: um she wasn't actually alone with just the baby boy there was also another three-year-old little girl there which i think is a kid from another relationship
2: <laughs> was the girl used as a prop
1: it doesn't say that okay. but we can only we can only hope uh here's an actual text that she sent at six thirty-seven 37 p.m i don't care I ain't want your baby from the start. I'm actually adding words to make it more grammatically correct, and let me stop doing that right now. Yeah, but your tone,
2: your tone is dead on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I uncare. I ain't want your baby from start. I'll keep sending you more. <laughs> A few minutes later, uh, Brittany Lester threatens to urinate in the baby's bottle and feed it to him.
2: The 6.49 right. p.m. text says, I would and he drink. Sorry, go ahead. I would have answered that text, but that's the one. That's the one with me. I'd have ignored the first one. The trash can. Eh, she's just playing around under the mattress. Whatever. But making the the kid drink pee. I'd be like, all right. But wait, wait, she's wait, going wait. You missed far. a couple. Oh, what about plastic bags on its head?
1: Well, then again, I'd be like, oh, too? the
2: kid's probably playing in the Safeway bags or something. It's just, kids. Kids are kids. They're right. Drinking a and bottle then, of and pee. And then her
1: saying that she never wanted the baby, even though she carried it for nine months and delivered it. Only a month ago, remember? The baby's only a month old. <laughs> that you would
2: also let... All right, let all right. In. Maybe maybe then, maybe that one. Then <laughs> That's the one I would have been like, you know, you're the one that didn't take the pill. That's what you text back? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, you're the one that forgot to take the pill that day.
1: Now you're in a texting argument.
2: You should be a bit more responsible with your See, uterus. now you're in
1: a texting argument, which I don't think is what you do when you're when you're being bombarded bombarded with texts while you're out with your you know your your guy friends or maybe another woman you want you want to send a text that shuts it down
2: yeah i mean he 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 probably did yeah uh, I don't think he said anything back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then she uh she threatened to urinate in the baby's bottle and feed it to him and at six forty nine PM she texted and he drinking it lol. Wow. Exclamation <laughs> point, exclamation point, exclamation point. What, several times in the te several times in the text Lester tells her ex boyfriend <laughs> to call the police or something even worse would happen to the baby.
2: Jesus, yeah. I would have answered by that point. That that's the text back, I think. I'm calling the police <laughs> And giving them your
1: number and I'm sending these texts to them.
2: So how did how did this all end up happening? I mean, did he end up calling the police and saying you this woman is insane? She's killing the well, baby? At six fifty one PM she texted, Call the police. If
1: you care so much about him, why you want the little to go through all this cause sooner or later he might be dead. God, what, uh, you do so, such a convincing black woman. Well, it's a text. I'm just reading it. You know? <laughs> There's, This is my intonation that I would use when reading these. Plus, I've seen experience. a picture of her. Police say Lester admitted to sending the messages, but said she didn't actually abuse the baby. It was all play acting. Basically, what it appeared she was trying to tell us was she was going for the effect, the visual effect, as opposed to actually harming the child, uh, Detective Mike Puetz
2: said. So, so this wasn't. This was all pantomime. This this wasn't not actually. I don't really occurring.
1: If you put a bag, a plastic bag, over your baby's head and take a picture of it to piss off the baby's daddy, is that pantomime or did you really put a plastic bag over its head? If well, then you this is the, weakest... the kid In a garbage can, did We're, you really do it?
2: Well, not? this is the weakest defense I've ever heard. Then, but what is the guy? What is the guy doing? Is he? Uh, I mean, she, now he's going to have custody of this child.
1: Well, not necessarily. The infant and the and the three-year-old toddler are in the custody of Child Protection Services. Lester's, uh, the woman, 20-year-old Brit- Brittany Lester's mother, declined to take custody of the children, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, the, your, daughter, your daughter has been abusing the children, and she seems to be having domestic problems with her boyfriend and the father of the one-month-old. Uh, she sent all these texts about wanting to kill the kid and blah, blah, blah. Would you like to take care of your grandkids? No. <laughs> no, thanks.
2: I think it was more like a hell no. Hell no. <laughs> but it, it's just like, God, at what point where it's like, all right, mom doesn't want you, grandma wants nothing to do with you. No.
1: Yeah. She doesn't have any ribbon candies for you. <laughs> She'd just
2: rather that you went into the foster program, right? Wow!
1: If she, if Britney's twenty, what do you think the gra- how old do you think the grandma is? She's 35? probably
2: late thirties, I imagine. Yeah, mid thirty seven.
1: Yeah. Um, Lester's only been charged. Uh, she's on a twenty five hundred dollar bond, which I don't think she's paid. She's probably t- still in jail, and she's only been charged with a single count of aggravated child abuse. Which what is, is it aggravated child abuse? It just is like with extreme prejudice, kind of a
2: child abuse. Yeah which I, yeah. which I bet she doesn't even carry a sentence stronger than like or longer than like 5 years.
1: Well, and you know, she hasn't even been been convicted. This is just the charge. I, I think if she gets the right jury, you know. So, that I man, guess, that man is a snake. You just you just play acting, You're
2: you know? The, so it's difficult to rate a story like this based on uh if we compare to stories that we've done in the past, which I don't like to yeah. do, but we've done some horrific child abuse stories. This and, isn't
1: about the child abuse. This is about the creative use of text messages <laughs> that's what
2: i was going to say the reason i'm going to give it the score that i'm planning to is because of how creatively she was abusing this child and you know in agitating her uh, baby's daddy i mean she definitely was pressing the baby's daddy's buttons but a, but you know he didn't respond i mean he was just kind of like yeah whatever i mean her creative baking.
1: writing skill her creative writing skills are pretty amazing yeah, there's some... I, I really thought in the second act that the baby was drinking it, meaning the urine in the bottle. <laughs> I think the lol wow at the end of the text really. You think sold she it was
2: like me. looking around, and like, you know, I'm gonna have to come up with all the prompts that are in this weekly rate motel room. Like, here's a you know plastic garbage bag. Here's a bottle. I'm just gonna. I mean, she's a very creative woman. Yeah, she's like carrot top. Yeah, exactly. You Props. Can use the prompts that are around her. I'm gonna give this. I mean, the kid didn't die. But yet, these, these there is documented that it evidence. will sooner or later. It, it will Probably sooner or later. I'm going to give this a 4.75.
1: Really? Yeah. I'm only going to give it a four. I mean, it's, I love it. That's why I actually found the story myself. So uh, if I win, I get a T-shirt. But uh, <laughs> I love the story, but I am only giving it a four because I actually don't think she did anything. I mean, she put him in the
2: garbage can, but it
1: wasn't like she like was meaning to leave him there or anything.
2: No, but I mean, but the fact that she was antagonizing her baby's daddy and uh, and, and and making proclamations like "I never wanted them to begin with," you know, it's, it's it's she's an unfit mother. I don't know. I'm giving this. Uh... Well, she's
1: definitely an unfit mother. I agree with you there. <laughs> I mean, a one month old baby, they have like soft spots. You can't put them upside down in a garbage can.
2: You can't feed them urine. But maybe it you can't was do trick that to photography. Her three. <laughs>
1: maybe it was trick photography. She might have had the phone positioned sideways and actually the 1-month-old infant was just laying in the garbage can which I think is perfectly
2: acceptable. I wonder if the th- the 3-year-old was just like she did this to me too. <laughs> so so what? Of
1: these days, we're going to get out of here and be in a nice foster home. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then prison. So the yeah. third listener submission here comes from Celine. Celine says, "Hello sick and wrong hostesses. Here's a submission for next week's stories. Enjoy." Okay. And, uh, you know, Celine is one of uh, several people actually um, who sent this story in. It's, um, yeah, a popular one this week. Louisiana police, father confesses to decapitating special needs son. A seven year old boy with cerebral palsy and other disabilities, including not being able to speak, was decapitated, and his biological father has confessed to the killing. And this happened in Thibodeau, Louisiana. Deep south. I
1: think it's pronounced Thibodeau. Thibodeau? But I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
2: Yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce those towns in Louisiana. I don't even think the residents know how to pronounce their own town. No. Uh, the child's head was found Sunday by the side of a city street. Uh, they were The police officers received a call about 12, 14 p.m. on Sunday from a volunteer firefighter who happened to be driving by, and he found a head just by itself on the uh, side of a city street. 911.
1: Uh, officers- <laughs> <9-1-1. laughs> What's your emergency? Uh, I found a head. <laughs> Where? Oh, just on the street. Just yeah, sitting
2: there on the street. Uh, when officers right. actually arrived, they were not sure whether the head was real. Uh, th- they asked 30-year-old Jeremiah Lee Wright, who was standing on the porch staring at the head, and uh, he told police that it was a CPR dummy and it was just a joke. Right was the officers can't tell
1: in the officers in Thibodeau can't tell a real head from a fake head.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised because don't you think it'd be covered in blood if it was recently decapitated?
1: And it's made out of actual flesh, not plastic. And it, you know, it looks like an actual head.
2: I guess on first impression, I mean, to see just a head sitting on the street, I think my initial reaction would be like. What the hell is that? That's got to be fake. There's no way. And then you right, go, up and right, right. Like, oh but you're a
1: bystander who would probably keep walking on because you're going to the liquor store to Dude, buy I'd cigarettes or something. Poke it with a stick? The officer's job is to establish whether it's a real head or a fake head. And they're having a hard time doing it. So they <laughs> just start asking, like, gap tooth, no tongue yokels that are standing around what is it is. Do you think that's a real head, son?
2: No. Well, Wackerly, apparently. <laughs> You haven't watched many episodes of Dukes of Hazard because uh, law enforcement. Oh, you keep me on there, out, I've
1: watched a lot of them.
2: <laughs> I don't think Roscoe Pico train would have been able to discern a real head all that quickly.
1: No, they would a, call him
2: Cooter. Cooter, maybe, yeah. Cooter probably Cooter would have was been like able
1: the scientist of Hazard County. Because <laughs> he was the mechanic, right? <laughs> he was like had the most technical knowledge.
2: He was. No, he was the Stephen Hawking of Hazard County. Mm-hmm. And they went to him for scientific advice. Right. So when brought in for questioning, Wright, uh, Wright uh, ended up confessing to the crime. Uh, oh. Investigators also found a white garbage bag nearby with a child's body inside. Uh, police were on the scene. Uh, while they were on the scene, the child's mother, who said she had been running errands, arrived to the house to find her house, surrounded by yellow crime scene tape, which has got to be one of the worst things. You can when when coming home to you see your own house surrounded by uh, you know blocked in by police crime tape, and me. you
1: start to th- and what do you start to think like oh my god did my husband die did he have a heart attack is something wrong with the kid
2: did they find my marijuana stash
1: <laughs> that <No>. too yeah
2: <laughs> uh, the mother identified the child from the pictures as her son seven year old Jory LaRite. Uh, the child had cerebral palsy and was bound to a wheelchair. He also had additional disabilities, which they keep saying additional disabilities. But the only specifics they get into is that he re- he required a feeding tube and wasn't able to speak verbally. Hmm. So I, I think are I think it's safe to assume that there was a lot of drinking and meth smoking during this pregnancy. You're
1: thinking Faz baby.
2: I'm thinking something. I'm thinking uh, there there was definitely... uh, There was some drug that was being consumed. There was some drug that was being consumed during this pregnancy. Uh, The police chief...
1: I mean, people have fucked up babies without, you know, it being their fault. It could be genetic.
2: I'm just... I don't know. I'm just supposing because it's the Deep South. (laughs) Uh, The chief said that Wright confessed to decapitating the child and was charged with first-degree murder. They also recovered a hacksaw at the scene that they believe was the murder weapon. During the interval. Oh, a hacksaw, wonderful. I kind of like, uh, I kind of like the old school hacksaw. I mean, he could used a chainsaw, you, know, you could have use a sword, you know,
1: something or something fast and and relatively painless, like a hatchet.
2: Yeah, but a hatchet, you still would have had to whack him a few times. I mean, I guess he is right, a seven. But I
1: think, I think the goal is with the first whack to you know end get all life. the way through. I imagine an axe. With, there's no way to do it fast with a hacksaw.
2: Yeah, just a lot of sawing.
1: There's a lot of sawing involved <laughs> before you lose consciousness. <laughs> Although, maybe he took the kid's feeding tube out, right? Or breathing tube. Feeding tube?
2: Well, yeah, that's he not going to feeding tube. A feeding yeah, and, tube? I mean, I, he wasn't... Uh, yeah, he wasn't... Let's, uh, let's he hope that oxygen. he choked
1: the kid before he started sawing his head off. Can, we, can I at least get that so I can sleep
2: tonight? <laughs> During the interview, Wright said he was taking care of the child for so many years, and he just started to look at him... As he was no longer his son, just an inanimate object. He's the worst kind of caregiver. He so the...
1: many years! Yeah, that's what you sign on for when you impregnate your wife, you fucking retard.
2: Exactly, dude. He has no one to blame but his lazy sperm. He and the child's mother had some issues, and he purposely put the child's head in a position on the side of the road so she could see it to, quote-unquote, make her feel stupid. You know, out of out of the whole gamut of feelings that you might feel about seeing, you know, your your son's decapitated head in the driveway, I think stupid would probably just not be there. I don't think it would be no. there. I don't know.
1: And, and you could go another way with this line of inquiry. Of all the ways to make your wife feel stupid, <laughs> there's a plethora um, of, of ways to make your wife feel stupid without, like, decapitating your child. I mean, you could, like, try and make her read a map. Or like be like, hey, honey, why don't you parallel park the car today,
2: or, or anything, or play Pictionary with some friends? You know, <laughs> it's it's like there's other ways to humiliate your wife than many, decapitating many your 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 invalid son.
1: Yeah. Hey, but, honey, um, why don't you play some Pac Man in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> See how good you're at that.
2: So I got me some Trivial Pursuit. Want to play a game? <laughs> yeah, I bet your son probably would have beat her. But anyway, uh, the gruesome nature of the crime horrified the small community, which is 65 miles southwest of New Orleans. Um, the kid was only in second grade, which I'm amazed that they could put a kid that's that disabled, that seriously disabled in school. What's the point?
1: Well, I mean, he might be in special needs school.
2: But they they he, still have he grades. Was at a regular elementary school. But I mean, even if you were that kid, wouldn't you be like, why are you putting me in school? Can I just stay at home and watch SpongeBob SquarePants? And disappoint my father.
1: What the fuck? It might be Stephen Hawking, the second coming. You ever think of that?
2: Yeah, this is Louisiana we're talking about. But maybe. You never know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He could be crazy cooter. I bet you there are lots of Nobel Prize winners (laughs) who came out of Louisiana. Shut up. The mother said that he was a very important person in her life and maybe the best thing that ever happened to me. And uh, she's asked for the respect of privacy in the aftermath of her son's death. So on the sick and wrong star scale, decapitating an invalid and then lying about it and saying he's a CPR dummy. It's I don't know. I don't know where he thought that was gonna work. I'm giving this a five star.
1: Didn't uh maybe you mention this, but I, I think I thought I read another article where the mom told police that like she was just she was getting ready to divorce this guy because he was just an asshole and she just did a, and she cut, you know, in a moment of Just a moment of weakness. You you say something you probably wouldn't say, but you're just such in shock that you actually say the truth. And she said that, like, I didn't. I guess I just didn't do it soon enough. Well, I think
2: they had a history of domestic disputes, and I think, uh, yeah, she was planning on divorcing him, and she just waited too long. If she would have, I
1: mean, honestly, if she would have divorced him earlier, the kid would still be alive, right?
2: Yeah, and she would have this (sighs) uh, burden for the rest of her life. So.
1: I mean, don't you think she has a burden now? I mean, do you ever think she's going to be normal
2: again after this happened? I definitely would not date her for at least like six or seven months. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't give her some... time. we
1: don't have time for me to explore how the sliding scale works, but I wish I did. you got to
2: give her time. some recovery period.
1: I'll just give it uh, five stars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what the listening audience has to say about this. People, go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. So actually, we got a few phone calls here to the SW Drunk Dial line. 206-666-3846 is that number. And we got a couple of emails. We'll see if we have time to get to all those. So um, before we get to the first call, how about a quick word from our beloved sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom, and by something new, I mean a butt
1: plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code Diddle, you get fifty
0: percent off your first item—a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukaki. and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's
2: D-I-D-D-L-E. The whacker. we received a couple phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Let's uh, play call number one.
0: Hi, Dean Lance. This is Hawaii Bitch calling, um, fucked up really late over here in Hawaii. I'm getting married this weekend, so we're partying. And I was reading, looking at the Playboy, and I noticed that their raw stats this month are that, according to sewage analysis, Adelaide, Australia consumes 30 times more speed than their European urban counterparts. (laughs) So apparently the two balls that are always touching are speed balls. But anyway, like I said, I saw that and I thought of you. And we're up late partying because I'm getting married this weekend, so keep it fucking sick, keep it fucking wrong, and I want to fucking hear this next week. Love you guys.
2: Wow. Well, uh, you know, I kind of feel, feel some sympathy for her, uh, her husband, her fiancé there. He's got one demanding woman. I mean, here she is. So he
1: he, some guys like that.
2: Maybe. I mean, maybe <laughs> she sounds like the type of woman that keeps a man in line. It's like, you know, no leeway there.
1: That, uh, you know, the wedding night sex is going to be very dominating on her end
2: and very rigid on his end. Yeah, I think very rigid. Although it always kind of <laughs> bums me out when you hear, like, some hot chicks like, I'm getting married.
1: I know. When, whenever we get a woman who's calling in, oh, she's from Hawaii, oh, hot. And then the, immediately she goes into the I'm getting married. I'm getting
2: married, and you're just like, oh, great. Another one's off the market. <laughs> or whatever. Maybe maybe she's fat. You know, to her. But I don't know. She sounds kind of hot. Anyway, I don't like any she, of
1: them going off the market.
2: What was she saying? That 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 she was reading a Playboy, and that Which there's weird, a statistic the about mean, what, sewage and speed. Speaking of, speaking, speed. of me,
1: speaking of old men living in the past, who who reads Playboy? This girl.
2: I <laughs> but I mean, what what type of Playboy? I, I don't remember last time I read a Playboy that was talking about sewage and speed. I don't but see I the think correlation. You, I think you
1: haven't read it for a while, and I think Playboy, you know. It, it's going. Its readership is declining, so I think they're trying to be more like Maxim.
2: So try to like write some kind of like socio political article that uh well, that
1: or, you know how Maxim has like the fun fact section. No, nothing in Maxim is a long and int- you know elaborate
2: read. <laughs> it's yeah, like it is, it is of factoids. Kind of like, yeah, wacky statistics. So so they're saying here that there's more speed in Hawaii than Adelaide, Australia. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> no. You didn't listen to her at all.
1: She said there's more speed. They somehow they they analyze the sewage. You know when they analyze the sewage, they can like tr- take out like the traces of drugs that have passed through pieces, people's uh, you know, in their waste stream. Yeah, and yeah, so that's it,
2: what she was saying, right?
1: She says that in Adelaide, Australia, where the balls are always touching, there's like three hundred times the amount of speed than somewhere else. I couldn't remember what she said. She
2: said European counterpart. You know, I don't know. She was all over the place.
1: I well, was well, kind she of like, her husband. Wa-
2: she admitted she's wasted because she's getting married. They're celebrating. Yeah, but I bet your husband probably listens to every third word that she says. He's like, ah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Let me see your tits. You know, <laughs> I was kind of like.
1: Her husband probably looks like Cal Drogo from GOT, the GOT,
2: so I'd watch what you say. <laughs> Isn't that Seriously. guy? A, is that the Conan barbarian guy? Yes. Isn't he a Hawaiian? He's some type of a Polynesian, yes. Yeah, he looks like that. Well, I don't know, congratulations He'd rip there. your head
1: off and shit down your neck, is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, no, he totally would. Um, <laughs> congratulations there, Hawaii bitch. And uh, I will not do any speed while you're partying there for your... I wonder what her bachelor Why party not? Is. I, I <laughs> Who the know. hell are you? <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't think... I think it's a slippery slope. I think it's a slippery slope for these, uh, these reckless women to uh, engage on on their wedding night, you know? It's, a, it's her wedding week. Let her cut loose. I wonder what uh type of antics she's up to. Do you think she has like a a penis hat or penis straws or like, you know, dildos running around smacking her friends with? That's what they do. They don't go yeah, to you're, like.
1: You're, you're you're operating under the assumption that they're, she's actually at her bachelorette
2: party. Well, that's what it sounds like when she says she was partying up all night, kind of getting wasted.
1: Well, yeah, but she said she's partying up all night getting wasted because she's getting married this week. (laughs) I mean, there's like seven days, you know. Only one of those nights will be the bachelorette party. This might just be another off night getting fucked up night.
2: You know, not to uh, change the subject, but I do find it kind of humorous when you see those video clips on UGIS or the various other porn sites where it shows the bachelorette party and the stripper fucking the bachelorette. Yes. Do you think this might happen at Hawaii Bitches Bachelorette Party?
1: It's possible.
2: <laughs> How often do you think that ever happens? <laughs> I think when the, the porn producers stage
1: it <laughs> and, and hire a bunch of porn stars to come in and pretend to, to act like they're at a bachelorette party. I think it happens quite often under those given circumstances.
2: You know, it's fu- it's, when, I, when I watch that, it just fills me with disappointment. And anger, actually, because I'm looking at that and I'm just like, dude, who do you think I am? Do you really th- expect me to buy <laughs> this at this guy with a mullet, you know, greasy Hispanic fellow with a mullet that's going in there and dancing for this room full of chicks gets to fuck like four of them? That does not happen with any male stripper. Ever.
1: Yeah. And the Here, chicks are never hot. Do. <laughs> Put, make sure the blood in your body is somewhere other than your brain. And you'll have an easier time buying the, the scenarios in the in the porn video.
2: But it just, you know, it, you know like random go to it be like, oh, wow, it's a bunch of chicks at hot chicks at a stripper. Par- oh, it's a male stripper, huh? Yeah, right. right. Like he ever gets to have sex with four of them. Never. Well, and, and the other thing is, oh, well, none of these women
1: seem to be inhibited that there's a cameraman in the room, you know, <laughs> like maybe I could buy it if they've tried to make it seem like the camera was hidden, you know, in some type of a a satchel, a suitcase, maybe in the in the cake. <laughs> but then, know it's obvious that the cameraman has like a giant camera and he's just standing there in the corner, and none of these women care. They're just, oh, I'll take the
2: stripper's cock in my mouth. So, Wacker, just uh, before we move on to the next call, if Hawaii Bitch, just hypothetically, was to contact the show and said, I want Wackerly to do a strip show for me and the girls at the bachelor party, I'm willing to fly him out to Hawaii and give him all the highlight that he can drink in one night. Would you do it? No. All right, for
1: $10,000? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I'm embarrassed by my body. I'm not getting naked yeah, in front of women. Yeah, but it doesn't
2: matter. It's, it's, you know, you're a celebrity in the uh, podcraft world. <laughs> oh, it
1: matters. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't say women don't like my body. I said I'm embarrassed by my body. It has nothing to do with whether they like it. <laughs>
2: yeah, but you get to have sex with like four of them. All right, here's the second. Still, quote.
1: it would be very uncomfortable.
2: Here's this. You maybe, know, maybe the
1: MGD would take care of that. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think if you had enough of them, I think you could come to. Uh, I think you could come to terms with your own uh, your own body. There, Wackerly. Would you do it? Hell yeah, dude! Ten thousand dollars and all the MGD the, I could drink.
1: <laughs> that was the second tier. What about just the MGD and the sex
2: and a free trip to Hawaii? Yeah, I probably would. Really? I mean, why why not, dude? Free trip to Hawaii. You
1: seem very on, seem very on board with this stripping career.
2: No, but I'm, I'm not saying that. You know, if, if, okay, if the situation was different, like if I didn't have a girlfriend and I was just like, you know, living in, uh, you know, my, my daily existence and girls like, hey, now if I pay you $10,000 to come out and to do a strip tease here, you know, you don't have to strip naked. You probably strip to like a leopard print G-string.
1: Right. Do you have moves in your mind already, or would you have to come up with these moves?
2: It'd be a lot of the Cabbage Patch. I'm really good at that. It's pretty much the only dance move I can do. I guess I could do the Running Man, so I'd probably do the a combination of Running Man, Cabbage Patch.
1: You, you've thought about this before.
2: Well, I'm, you know, I used to be a strip club DJ, so I'd imagine if I was on that stage, it'd be a lot of Running Man, a lot of Cabbage Patch. Interesting. I think it would turn the girls on. Interesting. You know? I, th- I think yeah. I don't, I don't think
1: know. most men have a strip routine that they could just jump right into at a moment's notice like you do.
2: What you never thought about doing the Roger Rabbit and bunch of in front of a bunch of screaming females? No, yeah, I didn't. Right. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. All right, let's not, move on. In a, not in a leopard's print g-string.
1: No, I didn't. <laughs> I don't think you'd find a lot of women, men. are sorry, yeah, men who who have thought of that.
2: I don't know. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Uh, well, Hawaii bitch, congratulations on getting married, and I hope you have fun this week uh, partying. And uh, too bad, Mark Lee's not coming out there and stripping for you. Here's the- uh, Well, wait,
1: hey, wait, wait. I didn't say no. That was a hypothetical. <laughs> and you know, you presented generalized terms. Don't say that I'm not going to do it. We All right, can, it's we can may- work with the terms. We can work with the
2: terms. It's it ba- maybe with a capital M. And maybe
1: D. Simon could show me his moves that I could copy. I could probably teach you the Cabbage
2: Patch. Roger Rabbit's for a more advanced stripper. Um, Here's the uh, second call. We got the Sick and Wrong Hotline.
0: Hi, Sick and Wrong Boys. This is Raja. And uh, I have an is-that-gay-slash-kind-of-entertaining story for you. Um, So I just moved into a new apartment, and I was walking my roommate's dog the other day, and we're almost back. And he stops, and he starts smelling this piece of pavement. I guess it's like a broken off piece it looks like. I guess it's pavement. And he won't leave it alone, which is kind of weird. So I poke it with a stick because I'm curious and it jiggles. And I'm confused because pavement doesn't jiggle. So I go over to the the dumpsters, grab a bag so I don't have to touch this thing, take it back to my apartment and wash it off. And I found <laughs> a
2: used dick sleeve. Or a... Okay, wait a second. She's walking her friend or neighbor's dog. The dog yes. finds something fleshy an unidentifiable and on the ground and smelly. She pokes and Unidentifiable. It a that's a good point. She pokes it with a stick, so she brings it into her house and washes it with a it.
1: garbage with a plastic bag she found in the in the trash.
2: But you know what? Why would you want that in your house? It's not like you're finding anything of like. It's not like you're finding currency on the ground here. Isn't this drugs. something that's
1: like budding serial killers do? They take home like roadkill.
2: Yeah, you know, I think we might have found the uh, next Eileen Vernos. You know, the monster. Uh huh, I know. Let's see what happens.
0: Discarded one, I guess. With a, with a butt and a, you know, asshole, vaginal, you know, somebody's discarded sex toy. So I checked my friend and I'm like, guess what I just found? Because I'm incredulous. I'm like, I just found this sex toy and he was like, can I have it? So my <laughs> is that gay question is. Is it gay if he fucks this used I mean it was obviously used by another guy previously, I guess I'm assuming if he fucks it, is that gay, even though we watched it off? I don't know <laughs> also, I thought you might like to hear my sister, my younger sister knows that I am obsessed with discussing things on the internet and I'm constantly trying to find her things
2: that's a surprise. and so she tells
0: me. Hey, the other day I saw this really disgusting site on the Internet. It had the most foul stuff on it. It was called Sick and Wrong, I think. And I had the sticker on my laptop, which was facing her, and I was like, this? She was like, I didn't even see that. I've been trying to tell her about the website for years, and she comes around, finds it on the Internet, and recommends it to me, which I thought was pretty was pretty great. It was disgusting enough, that she thought I would like it. Mm. So that's all I have to say. Um, like everybody else before me, I love the show, and uh, keep it sick and wrong, boys. Bye.
2: so uh you know what i think that does merit the theme music maybe we should play the theme music real quick i don't want to sound like a queer or nothing but i think unicorns are kick-ass is that gay i just watched my brother jerk off is that gay i at the hearing all this guys looking over the wall is that gay
1: i don't want to sound like a queer or nothing but i think you've
2: got a really nice ass so Wackerly, uh is it gay to fuck another man's sex toy even yes. if it's been washed and disinfected, is it gay to stick your dick inside where another man's dick has been? Because think yes. about it. Yeah, but think about it. You've stuck your dick inside another woman that is probably Doesn't not a matter. virgin. <laughs> if she's washed. You know, Not the same.
1: The vagina is a self-cleaning mechanism. The actual human vagina.
2: Well, I think it, I think it requires a little bit of soap. Maybe a little massingill every now and then.
1: No, I don't think you're supposed to put soap up your vagina. Well, I, I mean, the period the, flushes the everything out. At
2: least. Right. We're not talking about the outside, right? I th- what I think is disgusting about this article. I don't know if it's is that gay or if it's just completely abhorrent. Is the fact that she found a sex toy outside. Just discarded on the ground, buried, and she didn't know what it was. She had no idea. Yeah, but Come she on. brings it inside and calls up her friend or texts her friends like, "Hey, dude, you'll never believe what I found outside. Some guys used sex toy," and then the guy is like, "Sweet, can I fuck it?" <laughs> that's the gross part. That that's what I find disgusting, and the fact even, that even if it was new in the box, well, if it's new in the box, it's not used. Right, it's, so, then you're so finding it, so it is gr- so it is gross that some other guy used it. That's the gross part. Yeah, no, I think it's disgusting. I think it's exceedingly gay because there's like there's got to be at least a microscopic amount of sperm in there, no matter how many times you bleach that thing,
1: no matter how many times you bleach and scrub it. There's some portion of spunk and pre that you're just pushing deeper into this fake vagina.
2: Yeah, right. no, I I think it's just foul. They, and plus, this other man has already despoiled that fake silicone ass, you know, that silicone <laughs> vagina, and now this guy's like, "Sweet, I want to stick my dick in it." That's like, that that you know what that is? I equate that to somebody who uh, eats cream pies. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. It's like there are certain guys His that, own or somebody else's. Somebody else's. There are certain guys that get off on that one. No, man,
1: you, that's not. It's not equivalent.
2: No, I think it's the same kind of thing. I think it's like when a man comes it's inside a, lesser, a woman. It's a
1: much lesser, lesser
2: version. To a lesser extent. So that, yeah. But I think it's in the same vein. I think it's like this guy's like, you know what? I want to go where there's some other cum of another man. Like I want to put my penis into an area that there might be some semen from another person.
1: And has this guy lost all hope of having sex with this Raja girl?
2: Yeah, that's got to destroy his chances, don't you think? If you're in the friend zone, he, you he must just know like... that it destroys his chances.
1: So he must already have known that the chances were non-existent,
2: right? Yeah, you know, she didn't say whether or not he's gay. Why no, would he be fucking a ways.
1: fake vagina? I mean, I'm assuming it's a fake vagina, not a fake man's asshole. With did well, she balls. just
2: said it was an ass? Right? I
1: think she would have mentioned
2: if it had. It, cock I think and balls, it was like the you? the mid. The hip area of a woman, you know, of a porn star that they sell with, like, there's a vagina and an asshole.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> So this, what we're talking about here. I so this guy, mom, this
2: guy, this guy's in the Which zone. also
1: makes me wonder why she thought it was a piece of pavement, because, <laughs> come on, it doesn't look like a piece of pavement. It looks like, she's like a never woman's ass and vagina. Before.
2: Yeah, I don't know. So I guess in answer to your question, Roger, yeah, your friend's probably gay, so.
1: Um, I, I think he probably is gay. I I mean, I actually think he probably is fucking this thing and saying like, well, I normally wouldn't like to fuck vagina, but I'm thinking of the other man's cock who's been in here, which is also why he has no qualms about ruining his chances with this
2: Raja girl. You know what's kind of funny about this is I wonder how many gay men who listen to the show would be like, dude, I would never fuck that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, most of the gay men I hope are, have more sense than, that. but there are some dirty, you know, dirty, dirty
2: gay men. who probably... Yeah, like I'm thinking like... this guy fits the deviant gay category, definitely. Yeah, but but then again, I think Roger, you should learn a valuable lesson from this too, is don't bring a discarded sex toy into your house. Why would you do that? No, I, mean, I would just... never. I would never sit on her furniture, especially like butt naked. <laughs> I would never. I would never. Put I would my think twice bear- about shaking her hand. Yeah, same with me, same with me. All Although right. I know what
1: this girl looks like from uh, Facebook. I
2: don't know, I haven't seen her. So I, we, I do. We got one more call here from, uh, from my listener.
0: This is Flat Top in Michigan. I uh, just saw Weird Al at Meadowbrook last week, and that Good place job, was packed. Meadowbrook. Packed, meaning five to 7,000 people, man, but it, it was Dork Central. But man, Weird Al still kicks ass on stage. Man, he's like Madonna, changing outfits all the damn time. I don't know why I know that. But anyways, uh, yeah, Weird Al is definitely still relevant. Yeah, And I'm a dork from the old days. Hell yeah, Weird Al, man. Keep it sticking wrong.
2: He does have a point there. Weird Al is definitely still kicks ass.
1: I like that that whole call was just a testimonial to, to Weird Al and how he's still relevant and cool and... Has lots of
2: Hawaiian shirts
1: he wears, I guess. And I think it changes it, out in and out of.
2: I think it was two parts actually. I think two parts: of the testimonial, and then one part of is that gay? Is that gay to compare Weird Al to Madonna <laughs> and to know that Madonna changes outfit between outfits between songs, like has costume changes? I think,
1: you know, being a fan of Weird Al sort of absolves all homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> There is nothing gay about Weird Al at all. What self respecting gay
2: man is really into Weird Al? I mean, yeah, it's kind of the antithesis. (laughs) I've yet to meet one, but it's good to know that uh, Weird Al still kicks ass. And I've seen many good shows at um, actually, you know what? I've seen Weird Al at Meadowbrook years ago. I don't recall, I've never seen Weird Al. Have you never seen him? No, I wish, you know now i i was gonna go see him at the warfield in san francisco a couple of years ago and it's like fifty dollars a ticket like now it's really expensive bet. but back in the day i mean when i saw my meadowbrook i think it was like 18 <laughs> and i don't recall any costume changes i recall i, re- I do recall an accordion yeah of course but yeah i know, i don't remember that but he kicked ass then and it's good to know that he still kicks ass
1: well he doesn't drink and he's a vegan or something so he should be he should have a lot of longevity to his career
2: it's good to know that he will be, uh, parodying songs like throughout, like, you know, they're probably through, to our, probably our golden years.
1: Oh, probably after I'm dead, to be honest, <laughs> to be perfectly honest.
2: People, uh, you can call the Sacred Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. Uh, we got a few emails to Sacred Hotline. I think we really only have time for, uh, one. Um, actually we could do, we could try to squeeze in two here. So we get the first one we got was from Claire. She says, Hey guys, great show. I started back to the beginning and listened to episode one forty six when D was talking about his first salvia experience. Have you tried it ever since? And I would just like to say, I would love to get stoned with Wackerly. I just want to see how much of a paranoid wreck he becomes. Anyway, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Claire all the way from the UK. Cause <laughs> she's a masochist. She really wanted to deal with that.
1: It's not like she would. I mean, it would just be. It wouldn't be impressive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she's just like I just want to hang out with some Iraq war veterans and just see if no, like the PTSD starts. You know, I just right. Want to see she's not it. a. She's not a masochist. She's a sadist.
1: She's like yeah. I want to see how bad of a time he
2: can have. Exactly, and just I, you know, I, I just I don't I don't think you'd be a you know, you're not pleasant to get stoned around. And have I ever tried salvia? Unless
1: you're into watching me suffer, (laughs) and it would be maybe that's what she's into.
2: Have I tried salvia since episode 146? Actually, no. You know what? I still even have that same salvia that we smoked, and it's it's sitting in a jar. I think, and uh, I have this like one. uh, It's kind of a humidor where I keep on my pot paraphernalia. And it's still in there, and it's like, I look at that, and I'm like, God, I'll never smoke you because I never want to experience that again. So in answer to your question, Claire, no. You're I, just
1: keeping it around for somebody who comes to your place and is annoying and wants to smoke something. You can slip <laughs> it to him, or her. Because it,
2: it kind of looks like weed, you know? I mean, it's like yeah. dark weed. I can kind of slip it in there and be like, dude, you should try some of this. It's a good idea. Take a big hit. Uh, thank you, Claire, for emailing us. Uh, the second email is from Jew Bear. Uh, which I think is a pseudonym. He says, I just thought Sick and Wrong would like to know a bit about my experience at a recent London riot. I live in Peckham, and daily I go through Hackney. Uh, the rioting got pretty bad there. Well, it was feeble and inconsistent, but still. The rioters attacked a couple shops, looted the shit out of a packy shack. What do you think a packy shack is? <laughs> like a falafel store? Like a falafel no, like restaurant? a
1: convenience store that's that's run by a Pakistani man... You're not, we're not supposed to say Packy anymore. More, no, remember? I
2: usually don't like to say racist. But well, you're, reading, reading, an you're reading an email. Word reading for word, email. that's what he wrote. Packy Shack. Um, my personal highlight, though, the moment I saw two very pissed women pull down their trackies and proceed to shit in the middle of the road and then high-five each other <laughs> and run off at two in the afternoon. <laughs> what the fuck is up with London? I'd still do them, though. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, Jew bear nice <laughs> right pinching <laughs> loaves in the middle of the street <laughs> and high-fiving i like that what it's, are they drinking yeah but you know what though that's quite the riot that's like it's like pretty but much that, like that's not a, that's not rioting
1: behavior that that's drinking behavior that's some, what's that really strong strong bow or something like that that they drink over there that, I that mean, makes you crazy stella lots of stella. i don't think stella has enough alcohol in it to really make you not just one person shit in the street, but two people to do, do twin shitting arrangements in the street. Almost He's, like synchronized swimming.
2: He says right here, by the way, one of them was Kate Middleton. Hmm. One of, yeah.
1: And Pippa? <laughs>
2: and Pippa. <laughs> High five. <laughs> <laughs> people can email the Sick and Wrong podcast at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, the Sick and Wrong Forum is eagerly awaiting your membership. You know, there's like 1,400 people on there right now. Over.
1: Really? Oh. And
2: uh, it, it seriously has become a flourishing community of deviants. And people have like, met, met their future spouses on there. People have met uh, mortal en- enemies. And people that they'll hate for the rest of their lives on the Sick and Wrong Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, <laughs> digital through, people. Yeah, digital people that they don't even know, but yet they just hate so vehemently that they they argue with them on a daily basis on a forum for a podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people go to com, click on form become a member today. Also, we really do appreciate everybody who goes takes the time to download the show through iTunes. The more people download the show through iTunes, the more exposure we get, the better ratings we get. So people don't just like go to the website and listen to the show. Do both. Go to the website, listen to the show, then subscribe to the show, then download the show through iTunes, then leave us a rating. It does actually really help us out. And you don't have to buy anything. But if you are a number one fan, if you really do love Lance Wackerly and you want to hear some more slide whistle, best way to support the show is to go to the Sick and Wrong store and buy a Quado t-shirt. <laughs> Dude, I sent out like 10 of them this week. A lot of people nice. have been buying them.
1: Yeah, a lot Sales of people. Sales are Steady.
2: A lot of people have been buying those Quadro tees, so definitely get one before you send out or before we sell out. And people, um, if you've already ordered your sick and wrong Quadro T-shirt, send me a pic of you wearing them. Just you know, if you're wearing your shirt around at the bar, at the strip club, at your AA meeting, at the synagogue, whatever. I want to start like a Facebook photo gallery of people wearing the tees. So well, people uh, make... have
1: sent in pictures. So have you have you started the the thing yet?
2: yeah actually and uh, you're up there too with your gun and there's like there's mm-hmm. a few people i think i have like uh i don't know like four or five people that send in their picture of them wearing the uh, new o tea oh we need way more than that though. yeah we mm-hmm. need we need a few more so I think a lot of people have been ordering them, but yeah i want to get some uh, i want get some good sexy pics sex some sexting going on with the sick and wrong o tea so go to cigarette dot com click on store and uh, buy yourself a sexy sick and wrong tea.
1: What if I take a picture of my baby with the sec- this quad OT on in upside down in a garbage can? Can I send that in?
2: Yeah, you know, it's pushing it. It's not sexy, but... Uh... <laughs> not to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd accept that, though. I would accept that. Okay. Finally here, sick wrong song of the week was sent in from Amanda. Amanda says, hey, Dean Lance, I believe you guys have never used this song before, but I might be wrong. I saw these guys back in 2002 opening for Dead Z and Mindless Self-Indulgence, both two really good bands, as a late 13th birthday present for my parents. Oh, this girl has some cool parents. She's 13? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, maybe. No, this is back in 2002. 14? Oh. So, yeah, she's like in her 20s. But, you know, she's got like, she has parents that are like, he's hippy's cool, he's 45 type of dad, you know? <laughs> right. He's like the dad with the ponytails, like, hey, Amanda, you want to toke a little hit of this weed? I bet you he smokes pot with his kid. Probably. Halfway through the show, their front man, Todd, lifted up the nightie he was wearing and exposed his dick to the crowd. My parents tried to shield my and my 10 year old sister's eyes from the indecency but the mental image was forever scarred into our brains well, that's interesting the The parents actually accompanied their two preteen kids to uh, see this band they're yeah. even cooler than I thought well you can't just
1: send your preteen kid alone
2: <laughs> well I thought it was like a late 13th I thought they would be like okay well they'll let the older brother take him there or something I I didn't think the parents were going to go do this I bet you right. they're like ex punk rockers or something. Anyway, she says the band is Dog Fashion Disco, and the song is Pogo the Clown, a tribute to your old pal, John Wayne Gacy. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, and have a good night. It's a good song. So we're gonna end the show here with Pogo the Clown by Dog Fashion Disco. Thank you, Amanda, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode, what was it, 292? Till then, take it sleazy. <laughs>
0: the molester, paints his face, a space disguise the jester, Join the locomotive's chapter spawning evil ever after he picks his prey up at the bar, gets him drunken in the car, drives him home and down the stairs, strips him to his underwear. y'all gonna put it
1: Serial killer, pedophile Look into his empty eyes You know it's your time to die He cuts you up in little bits Cuts you up in little bits Goes pop pop, pop on your head again
0: Spills your blood, now he's soaked in sin Y'all gonna burn in hell
2: I hope you're worshiping the fucking Abraham in this day. It's not even fucking Sabbath day. It's Sunday. You're your Sabbath fucking Saturday. So you should be fucking answering the phone right about now. Because I know on Saturday you don't even do shit. Do you fucking watch
0: TV on Saturday? Fucking Jew. Anyways, you're probably missing a whole lot of good shit like Millionaire Matchmaker and Top Chef. Fuck the world, Dick Simmons. Fucking. Yeah, dude. You should probably still be awake. But you
2: probably. Oh, I'm so drunk. I'm going to go to sleep at fucking midnight on a Saturday. Fuck you, you fucking
0: Jew.